Thank God it's Free Range. You are listening to Free Range Radio Friday with your host, Michael Elves. Pour yourself a beverage and turn up the volume because here on 101.5 UMFM, the weekend starts now. The Jakes get a look, don't be shook by the crooks, yeah Fishing ticket nigga eating off of hooks I'm moving straight up the board just like a rook Got a bitch if she stush, know I'm out to make a push I ain't caught up in a rush, yeah Had to take my time and slow it down, keep it on the hush, yeah I'm talking on the down low, got a link that you could download You can get it when you pass go, this, this shit to me is natural, for real, yeah I'm out there in the field, baby, yeah, trying to make a meal, yeah Imagine the fail. You can get a little my mind, see you in days. I be out your whipping work, look like it got me a raise. A new cut, fresh D in a brand new blade. New slave, getting money in a cell and I crave. New wave, keep the sales up. Got the wind in my back with no rudder. I was stabbing the back by my brothers. I was trying to stack for my mud. Get it while I got it going good. My ROI looking amazing. Under my seat, snow fire, that's all patience. High stakes and abundance of time. Tossing clothes and continue to baste it. I'm making X amount so my business is good. X amount so my family is straight. We ain't fold till the wheels fall off. I get money everywhere that I'm at. No disclosure when I step in the bank. Yeah. Arrange them like a bar zini meeting. Complaining like we all see you eating. We all got our motherfuckers, demons. New something fishy when they all think you're sleeping. Loyalty over love, that's the way of life. Dollar deal, he a giant with a major price. We on the forefront. I got coverage on all stunts. Yo, tell them how you heavily bossed up. You can get a little my mind, see you in days. I be out your whipping work, look like it got me a raise. A new cut, fresh D in a brand new blade. New slave, getting money in it's all in my crave. New wave, keep the sales up. Got the wind in my back with no rudder. I'm stabbing the back by my brothers. I'm just trying to stack for my mother. Get it while I got it. Don't get a little my mind. See you in days. I be out your whipping work. Look like it got me a raise. A new cut, fresh D in a brand new blade. New slave, getting money and it's all that I crave. New wave, keep the sales up. Got the wind in my back with no rudder. I was stabbing the back by my brothers. I'm just trying to stack for my mother. Get it while I got it. Going good. It's timeless, right? You know, and that's how you you maintain, you know, certain knowledge, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to, you have to look back in the past to know your future too. You see it? <laughs> you have to, right? 101.5 UMFM. This is Thank God It's Free Range, the Friday edition of Free Range Radio. I'm Michael Lelds and kicking things off for tonight, Dill the Giant featuring Egg with going good from his album Weed Man's Son. Uh, Birthday Cake Records just dropped a, uh, a deluxe edition of that album that uh, features a whole host of remixes, uh, 
from folks further afield and, and from right here in Winnipeg. And uh, boy, I, uh, I dig that record and I'm happy to see it get uh, a little more treatment. If you are in your car or, uh, you know, on your way up the highway towards Gimli, you can catch Dill, uh, the headliner for tonight's Icelandic Fest stage at the harbor. Uh, Wonder and Lev Snow also playing tonight and a whole host of great artists playing over the course of the weekend. Our pal Robbie Russo doing a great job putting on that event. Prince Polo from Reykjavik playing on the Sunday Night Alternative Folk Fest. Uh, Strongly recommend checking that out. Also strongly recommend you uh, sticking around for this great show. Uh, I've got an interview with Tennyson King I recorded earlier today. Uh, He's playing the Trans-Canada Brewery this evening. And uh, there's still time to check that out. And uh, I've got an interview with Ariel Posen, who's on the road right now, but who released a new EP today. Um, Before we get to that, though, brand new, brand, brand new. Just arrived in my inbox this afternoon. New single from Snarky Puppy. Uh, It's from their upcoming album, Empire Central, which will be out on Ground Up September 30th. It's the second single from the album that's been released so far. This is Bet. Keep it locked here on 101.5 UMFM.
All right. Well, earlier this year, he released Good Company. He is now on the road sharing it with a whole host of companies. Tennyson King joins us on the line. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you doing? Doing good. You're in the midst of a, a pretty uh, pretty lengthy tour right now, if I am if I was looking at the tour dates correctly. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of just in the, I guess, in the middle of it because it's the end of July now. Yeah. Pretty, pretty much a whole summer endeavor for you. Yeah, yeah, the whole summer, and which is what I love. I mean, it's great to get back touring and, and driving around Canada in the summer. is It's definitely a, a good, fun thing to do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, looking at, uh, you know, kind of the, the, the genesis of, of Good Company, it sounds like you, you wrote a lot of stuff kind of drawing on a lot of touring experience, even globally kind of pre-pandemic, and, and then kind of had to obviously, like a lot of people, sh- shut that down. It did that opportunity to kind of like sit with some songs help you at all as as a songwriter, or was that kind of just like you were chomping at the bit to kind of get back out on the road? No, it was that I was I was actually you know enjoying that time off when COVID first happened. Like yeah, it was a bummer to not be able to tour, but you know I was meant to start working on that record, Good Company. I think maybe a year and a half, two years prior to actually putting it out, but because I was just constantly touring and traveling. I didn't set aside time to actually sit down and make the record. So COVID kind of forced me to take a step back and then sit to reassess what I needed to do. And it allowed me to have the time to finish the songs and then get in the studio and, and also not feel kind of guilty that I wasn't out there touring. So it was, it was good. It, kind of, it worked out, I think, for my writing and creative process for this record. So you said a year and a half prior you were meant to kind of get started on that record. Are they the same songs, or did you kind of abandon kind of what was initially that record, you know, 18 months ago? It was it was a mixture. So it was a mixture of some of the same songs that had grown because I had performed. I was performing them live, but I'd never recorded them really. So mm-hmm. that was interesting because I performed them a lot longer and then got to kind of feel how people reacted to the songs in real life. And then it was a mixture of, I wrote a handful of songs just as COVID was kind of um, ending, or sorry, just beginning. And then it was also taking a lot of songs. I mean, I get a lot of just random little ideas of lyrics or vocal melodies or guitar progressions while I'm on the road or at certain moments in my life. And then I just kind of make really quick voice memos of them. Mm -hmm. But, I don't really look back at them until I sit down and start writing. So some of it was that as well, where I just had ideas banked, but I, I never sat down to kind of turn them into songs. The road testing portion of the songs, is that something you had done in, in like prior songwriting as well? Like, do you, do you share your songs kind of as they're developing or do you like to kind of like have them set before you, before you bring them to an audience? I think it depends on the the place of the song and how complete I have it. But I generally like playing music in real life for people uh, because I think for me that's the best way I'm able to connect with people is playing songs in real life, having that language there in 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 the space that we're actually in. So yeah, I'll always if I have a new idea that where the song is mostly complete, I'll I'll play it for people and just kind of see if they're digging it reading that feedback then like do you reshape a song or or like you know 
maybe cut a cut a chorus or something like based on kind of like oh people are flagging here maybe i should kind of like sharpen this or is is that something that weighs in on your songwriting sometimes yeah i guess i guess the way i kind of if if i notice that people are maybe you know at a point in the song I'm starting to lose their attention if that's something that I, I can't notice when I'm performing. I'm not always able to do that, but if I do, then, and it happens a handful of times, then I might think, oh, maybe this part of the song is not as exciting as I thought it was, or maybe it's too long, mm. or it's too repetitive, or, some, or things like that. So I do try to keep those things in mind, um, but it is something I have to pay attention for, which is sometimes hard if I'm in the zone of performing. Right. Well, speaking of paying attention to things, like, do you consider when you're writing the song or, you know, in the studio, like, how is this going to work live? Like, do you ever kind of like have a a grand idea for something that you could achieve in a studio, but think, oh, wait, I have to maybe scale this back because I, I won't always be, you know, with these group of musicians on, on the road? You know what? Uh, not really, because I, I kind of see the live and the studio thing a bit differently because I've always I love production and just I think it's so cool that we have the technology to kind of do whatever we want in the studio and just make beautiful sounds for listeners to listen to. And I mean, I try to keep it a bit controlled so that I'm not spending, you know, like 500 hours on one song and adding every little thing in there because right. because of all the possibilities. So I do try to keep it realistic to, to the sound that I like, but I don't, I actually find it exciting in how I can translate whatever I end up recording in the studio into a live performance because I do feel that they are sometimes different. And I often am touring these days solo anyway so no matter what unless i'm just in the studio recording me and my guitar and singing i, I do kind of have to recreate all the songs anyways for a live performance mm -hmm. but that i find is a really fun creative journey in its own right right now i read that you uh played classical piano as a kid uh maybe much to your chagrin do you write on the piano at all or have you just kind of switched completely to guitar now that you're you know someone who tours with a guitar and plays with a guitar live yeah i've done a little bit of writing on piano i do maybe a, definitely the minimal of it is on piano it might be if anything writing sections for a song um an arrangement for a already more or less structured song for piano parts but Generally, when I'm conceptualizing an idea for an, for a song, especially at the beginning, is usually on the guitar just because I have the most access to that instrument all the time and where I am. And and guitar is kind of what got me into songwriting. the The piano before was really was really drilled in my mind as a classical instrument, and it took me a bit of time to get out of that. So it wasn't until I really picked up the guitar after playing classical piano where I started seeing the the light of songwriting and creating something from nothing. Right. Now you're, you're playing a, a wide variety of venues on, on this tour, including breweries. You're playing Trans Canada Brewing tonight. Um, in terms of like booking uh, sh shows and stuff like do you look for those kind of like non-traditional venues as an opportunity to kind of like reach some new audiences or, or, or play in spaces that are just, you know, not 
not your concert places? Yeah, I mean, I think for touring to a lot of it, it's a, it's a mixture, right? A lot of it, when you're touring, you kind of, you you want to play a show on a date because it's it, it's you need to fill the time and you need to earn the income, right? So you kind of do whatever you can to perform. And if you're, my, my idea behind that is if I'm already out here touring um, and I can't, let's say, sort out a show for that day at your traditional sort of concert venue, then I'll make whatever work work so that I can still be out there playing and um, practice because that's practice for myself and to just be, yeah, sharing music with a different type of audience who might not specifically know who I am already or be the ones to eager to go out to buy concert tickets. Right. So, yeah, you're right. It definitely kind of hits all the different types of venues will attract different types of, of listeners and people or people who might be like concert goers or lovers but just not thinking of it that night and still get a taste of live music. Right. Uh, so the album Good Company, you mentioned that, you know, some of these songs pre predate the COVID and some of them were kind of written during that, that lull. Do you feel like they all kind of tie together? Like, did you have kind of like other songs that kind of got abandoned or, or just didn't fit with, with the Good Company vibe per se? Yeah. I mean, so I, I, I worked with um, a producer named Rocky Citrullo in Toronto and I brought him a handful of songs and we kind of together picked, I think first we were focusing on just what the best songs were on their own right, because as you probably know, these days it's kind of a single world, mm-hmm. right? Everything's about singles. Even if you put out an album, it's, it's really about the individual songs because, because people are streaming individual songs. So I, we did kind of think of it, more i guess you can say business-like or tactically in that sense where we're just like let's take all the best songs and then see how they flow together and we can kind of make adjustments to that if we feel that conceptually as an album one song isn't fitting um but they all kind of they all in my eyes they all work together as an album it's still i think mainly because they were all very inspired um, by a certain period of my life um, of a lot of traveling and touring and and the personal experiences that I had during those moments. So, so that idea is still there for all the songs. Sure enough. Well, before we go, I want to get you to pick a song off of Good Company that we can play for listeners. And if you have a reason why you're picking that one or an anecdote about it, we'd love to hear that. Yeah, um, I've... I you, I would say share this moment, which is the the title track off the album. So it's the very first song, and yeah, I think it actually it, it very much encapsulates the vibe to come for the rest of the song. It's and that song, I mean that song's it's that that was one of the first songs that I wrote um, for that new record, and I wrote it. I had I knew that I decided that I was going to write third album and i wrote it actually sitting on um a beach in this place called foster new south wales which is in australia and i had a couple of days off and that's when i was just thinking about okay i'm going to start making this record and i just was on this beach called i think it was called nine mile beach which is exactly what it sounds like it's just nine nine miles miles. yeah yeah (laughs) 
Yeah, and uh, but it was just totally. There's just so many beaches in that area that it was totally empty. I was the only person. I think it was a weekday, but I was the only one sitting there, and it was just me on this on the sand, sunny day with like the waves and the water just kind of coming up on me, and it, it was just a beautiful day. And I just had my crappy little travel guitar that I keep in Australia when I get there, or to play on the beach and stuff. And it was so wonkily out of tune that i couldn't even really i didn't i didn't have a tune or anything and i just didn't even have the the ability to put it into roughly standard tuning so it was all crazy and i just kind of tuned it up a little bit to what sounded okay within where it was at and i just kind of started jamming a bit on the beach and came up with a bit of a chord progression and started singing some melodies and that shaped that song share this moment and from there i just Again, I recorded that on my phone and then went back to it probably a bit later within that year and, and wrote a course for it and, and finished it off. So that was, I guess, the start of it, that whole idea of the album. And then I figured it would be nice to put on the, as the first song, as the, as the leading track of that record. All right. Well, we'll give that one a listen. Uh, Trans Canada Brewing tonight. Best way to keep tabs on you? What's your preferred method of social media and stuff? Uh, yeah, Instagram is great yeah. at Tennyson King, and I I still use the Facebook because some people are still on Facebook too. Uh, yeah, so those are usually great, and and just even going on my website, my email is on there, and that's a great way to keep in touch with me. Perfect. Well, thanks for taking some time today, and uh, safe travels on the road. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Would you share this moment? I've seen it all before. Pack your bags, my darling. You won't need much more than a pair of shoes. Cause I was alone and now I'm ready to share this life on the road. We'll go for Right. 
set us free We ain't living on fantasy Lose control Let it be Let all troubles disappear So Set us free We ain't living on fantasy Lose control Let it be Let all troubles be
right. Well, his new EP, Downtown, out today. Ariel Posen is uh, on the road sharing that album with others, but he joins us by phone. How are you doing, Ariel? I'm doing great. How are you doing, man? Doing good. Uh, so, I mean, timing-wise, was like, it, were you always meant to be on the road when this dropped, or like, is this just kind of fortuitous that you're releasing this into the wild as you're out in the wild? Um, yes and no. You you definitely always want to, you know, support any kind of release with some with some shows and some touring, mm-hmm. and uh, it just worked out that we we had a weekend of three dates the same weekend of the sh- of the release, so it worked out. Normally, we would, you know, just because in the middle of the summer, it's a lot of festivals and it's a lot of odd one-offs as opposed to your your normal touring. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, it's all good. It, was it intentional? Maybe yes and no. Right. Um, but either way, we, we, we are doing a lot of touring in support of this release, so we would have been out here regardless or not. Right. This is the this is the busy time for uh, a touring act who does festival dates. That's for sure. Totally. Now, as I understand it, these are kind of like I don't want to say orphan songs, but songs that maybe didn't have a place on on an album per se that kind of got lumped together. Is that kind of how this came about? Yeah. So i I had about twenty songs for my last record called Headway, and i I ended up recording twelve of those. And then I have a new album in the works, and I've written about 30 songs for that. Um, again, we had just two years of heavy pandemic time. I, I had a lot of time and to just be inspired and, and to write. Normally, I, wouldn't, I don't think I could pump out that much material while touring and, and doing all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that collection of songs, other than the ones I picked for the album, I had five songs that I really loved and I really, really believed in them, but I didn't quite see them having a place on either record. You know, the the songs still are very much me. They sound like me. They were just kind of off the beaten path a bit and they kind of had their own element and sound. And it just made sense to me that these still be released, but maybe just in their own kind of bundle rather than being a part of the greater picture of like the next album. Right. So 20 songs for the last album, 30 songs written in in the interim is, are these five from that like eight that didn't make the 12 or are they from like both periods of songwriting? There's one, um, there's one that's from the, the original 20 that didn't make it on headway, the last record. Mm -hmm. Um, but the other four, we're from this new batch of songs for the next record. Right. So, so mostly newer songs. Newer songs. What was it about that one that like resonated that like you you know pulled it forward with you and brought it into this this newer kind of period of songwriting? Did it well, kind of maybe it, suggest where you were going with this new stuff? Well, yes and no. I it was a song that I really wanted to put on the last record, but I really struggled with finding the approach for it and how it should be sounding. And it, it just really didn't have a place. And I think what the struggle was, was how it was constructed, just like the style of the song and the feel and all this stuff. And um, while I, I was writing all these other new songs, I then kind of grasped, you know, a vibe for this song. And 
it kind of sparked new life into it and it made me really just be into that song again so therefore it's just you know i i try to i try to rate all the songs to a point where it's like okay what's my top 10 out of these okay what's my top five and i just felt like it was the strongest um within the batch that i had and i it just made sense it, it didn't matter to me if it was a song that was three years old or a few months old it was just it was just whatever the better song is that's what wins so the songs that make the album then you know like is it do you see them as like sonically linked or thematically linked or is it kind of a combination of those two things like how do you what what's the like judgment call that you make that suggested that that one song is great but just doesn't work with the record yeah definitely a thematic thing and um it starts with the music side you know these songs that were chosen uh, you know, it, it's kind of, like I was saying, it goes kind of in a different direction than what I usually go for. Some A couple songs are more acoustic-driven. There's some strings on it. There's a lot of, like, acoustic piano, like upright piano kind of leading the way. And then there's a couple songs with, like, just heavy, odd sounds coming from the guitar and more upbeat. And I don't it's really hard to explain, but when I put the songs together for an album, I kind of see it as a listening experience, and it's like entirely a package. There's like a bigger picture to it. They're not just individual songs, mm-hmm. and none of those songs, again, I really love them, and this is why I'm doing this project. I just didn't see them having a place in that initial bigger picture, if you want to call it, based on the style, the themes. You know, the lyric, lyrical content, um, those all would fit with, with like any of the albums. I, I really believe in the lyrics and, you know, with the exception of, you know, maybe the song Always Saw Coming, which is a very like fictional song, just like a made up story about a made up person kind of bathing his own way and finding him or herself as you know, what what and where they should be in this world based on expectations that they've had from family growing up their whole life. So, like, other than that one, that's kind of its own pocket. But the rest are, like, very, you know, relationship type of songs that would fit on any album. But it was more about the, the musical style and the theme and, like, the textures that I found to just not really fit as much. They would just kind of stand or, out or be jarring if they were slipped into the record? Potentially, yeah, and I just didn't—I just didn't want that to happen. I didn't want them, anyone to, to be confused. And um, you know, another big thing is that I, I put out a lot of music last year in 2021, and I this year, you know, we're getting back to touring and all that stuff. I, I definitely wanted the focus to just be more on the live setting again, but I still wanted to put something out. So it seemed like the perfect opportunity to at least put out this little collection of songs of this year does something like this kind of serve as like a palate cleanser like you can you know not worry about kind of the like resonance or impact as much as like you would with a record like a full length totally yeah there's definitely not as much pressure although i you know i don't i don't put out music to just like put something out i put it out because i I truly believe in it, and I want people to hear it. Like I, I, I I'm not the type of uh, 
mindset of like I need to keep putting stuff out to feed the algorithm to feed right you're not the streaming the, services you know Dan, I, Daniel I, X I slave up, what's that you're not Daniel X slave the the Spotify guy who is like artists right. need to just keep feeding my machine exactly I, I put out stuff because I I like putting out music and I love sharing music and um, it just it worked with the timeline that we had kind of carved out and um like i said i didn't really have anything else i was planning on putting out this year so this served as a perfect middle of the year i mean the first single came out in the beginning of april right so we've managed to stretch this out for a few months and you know the re- starting now up until really december we're on the road quite a bit so that'll take up the rest of the, the year so it seemed like just a perfect time for it sure now I heard the the five songs, you know, front to back before I read the piece that said that, you know, these were kind of like considered, you know, not not parts of that record, but like kind of cast offs. I do feel that there's like a thematic link. And it's it's funny you mentioned Always Saw Coming because like perspective seems to be the, the, the thing that links all of these songs. Right. Like they're all reflective or about like someone's like viewpoint on something. Yeah, you're right. Um, I mean, Always Saw Coming. Better's on the way, very much perspective songs. Um, Better's on the way is a song that, yes, it was written in pandemic times, and you could look at at the song like that as thinking, you know, focusing on your perspective and not being stuck in the moment and just always looking ahead. It's not always going to be bad, you know. Just look. It's not always <laughs> that kind of thing, but it can also be pertaining to a relationship. It can also be self-reflection it can be all these things and you're right always saw coming betters on the ways like that say it again is a very much a relationship song and bnf is a very very much a relationship song and and downtown is a relationship song but it's a it's kind of a love song to cities mm-hmm. and i wrote it with, with the sense in mind of like oh sorry the idea in mind of like i love traveling and i do travel a lot for my job and I've always gotten, I guess, growing up in Winnipeg and being a Winnipeg guy, you know, you always get excited when you get to go to New York or L.A. or London or like a big city. And a lot of people don't like that. But I'm, I'm the type of person that loves and, and gets such an energy from it. So kind of wrote a song about it. It's not specific to any like any specific city, but just the idea of a city, a big big downtown area that was kind of fun writing a love song not about a person had you like was that something you sat down intentionally to kind of like tackle like do you give yourself songwriting tasks or is that something where as you're writing you kind of realize what you're grappling with yeah it usually starts um open-ended and then it becomes very clear you know, almost right away, like, oh, okay, think, I think this is about this. Let's let's follow through with this idea. I'm not talking to a person here. I'm clearly talking to a place or a thing mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, it, it's a lot easier to write when you know what you're talking about, of course. Um, so usually I try to latch on to whatever the theme or the idea is as, as fast as possible. Now, you mentioned that, you know, with being on the road, you hadn't written like you've written in the past couple of years. Is it just that it takes like an energy that you just 
are sapped of from playing live or is it like you have kind of like a different mindset when it comes to like performing songs versus creating songs? You know what? It just comes down to being on the road. There's so much, um, there's so much going on. There's so much logistical things going on. Um, and yeah, I definitely want to make sure the performance side is strong and I, I, there's so much going on that I don't have the mental capacity to necessarily feel creative. Like I'll get little ideas here and there when I'm traveling or I'm out and about and I'll just record things on my, on my phone just so I don't forget, but to sit down and write a song, I can only do that when I'm in the right frame of mind. And it's usually not when I'm on the road. Sure enough. Well, the best way to keep tabs on you right now, which what, what's your social media of choice? Um, I'm on all of them. I, I, I think, uh, you know, Instagram is, is my poison of choice, I think. But you can find me on Facebook, TikTok, all those, sure. all those things if you want to be up to date. Uh, before I let you go, Ariel, I want to get you to pick a track off downtown that we can play for listeners. Uh, and if you have a reason why you're picking it or an anecdote about it, we'd love to hear that. Oh, sure. Well, um, how about we go with the title track? We were just talking about it. Um, Downtown, again, is uh, the song about places and the love for, for traveling. And since we're on the road right now, kind of seems fitting that we go with that song. And since it's out today, we may as well hit with the title track, the one that kicks off the entire album or EP campaign. Let's do it. Uh, this is downtown. Ariel, thanks very much for taking some time and safe travels on the road. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Nice to catch up.
Back here on Thank God It's Free Range. Right before the break, Charlie Houston with a new single called Dinosaurs in the Garden from a forthcoming EP that'll be out on Arts and Crafts. She's on tour with Odessa right now. Uh, Sadly, no dates really close to here in Winnipeg. Uh, We're going to kick things up a little. Got some uh, pop and uh, R&B to uh, ease us towards After 8 Radio. Um, Couple tracks featuring Anderson Pack. Uh, in fact, this first one is Domi and JD Beck uh, with an album called Not Tight that is actually released on Anderson Pack's label. Uh, the track Take a Chance features Pack on vocals. After that, Haley Steinfeld, the actor and singer with a new single called Coast that also features Anderson Pack. Then we've got a couple of Canadians for you in the mix. Keep it locked here on 101.5 UMFM. You're only funky as your last cut But ain't no use in packing what is wrapped up They question why I'm prepping for disaster I guess I'm still affected by the last one No need to make excuses on behalf of Sometimes I just do stupid shit for the reaction To blame it on my foolishness that I would rather But if we speaking truthfully, I'm just an example God won't give me more than I can handle Rich, but I can't afford to have a scandal This isn't what we wanted, but I'm sick and it's senseless to try to front like I can't stand you Found another one and that's cool But I'm the only one who has you If there's something that I can't do Tell me what I'll make it and come back through Just let go of who I used to be 
that's what I'm waiting for. Time brings change, but you're still the same person that I met on the first day. What you think I'm waiting for? Cause what I came, scars still remain. Now I wanna paint on a clean slate. That's what I'm waiting for. I'll be okay, I'll be okay, I'll be okay. What you think I'm waiting for? Snows on the plane, make a clean slate. Everybody make mistakes, second day. That's what I'm waiting for.
heard full circle a new single from supreme beings of leisure uh la duo slash trio man so that album the first self-titled album came out in 1999 on palm pictures that was a great record uh they haven't had a new full length since 2007 uh with 11 eye on Ryko disc but that new single just dropped this week uh, before that, the Black Seeds out of Wellington, New Zealand with Bring the Sun from their album Love and Fire. We heard Mikkelin, a Canadian singer with Phases, a new single. The Royal Foundry with Shadows in Your Room from Little High, Little Low. And we started that set off with Haley Steinfeld and Anderson Pack and Jomi and J.D. Beck and Anderson Pack. We're going to close things out with Cherry Glazer and Moon Boots' new single, The Extended Mix. This is Come Back Around, Come Back Around next Friday when I will be talking to Julie Durand. And uh, go to UMFM's Instagram for a chance to win tickets to her show on August 7th. Uh, Keep it locked for After 8 Radio coming up right after this.